This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Dustin Goodwin. He's in the HR industry, specifically in the software as a service space, looking to increase his revenue. So congratulations, Dustin, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show to build your idea. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, and every morning at 9 a.m., you'll hear from Daniel Grusilowski. He went from zero to one billion impressions with his emoji company. Good morning, Top Tribe. I've got Ben Fisher with us this morning. He is a New York City-based designer and hacker. He co-founded Lean Startup Machine and Alchemy, which was acquired by Red Rover in 2013. He's got more than a decade of experience working with award-winning companies, including Volkswagen, Burger King, Disney, and IDEO. His entrepreneurial work has been featured in Forbes, Esquire, Gizmodo, Mashable, Harvard's Neiman Lab on ABC World News, and many, many others. Ben, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right, so let's do this. So first things first, your current company is called Carthook. Before we talk about that, though, let's go back to Lean Startup Machine and Alchemy. Which came first? Lean Startup Machine did. And actually, it's uh, sort of funny how there were companies or projects before Lean Startup Machine, which Lean Startup Machine was the evolution of. Uh, of those experiences, largely, you know, failing to start companies and probably focusing on the wrong stuff. And at the time, um, Lean Start Machine, like uh, one of my partners at the time, he uh, he'd come across like Eric's blog, Lean Startup. Eric Lean Reese. Start, Eric Reese, correct. Yep. Um, was, you know, it, it was just a blog. His book hadn't come out. And at the time, we were in the, in the New York tech scene, like even startup weekend was only going around New York once a year. So it was a really interesting period within, at least within tech on the East coast. Um, and a bunch of us had just graduated college. We're sort of figuring out our, our, I'd say our first adult companies, um, adult just mean like after, after we, uh, had graduated into the real world and uh, a lot of stuff wasn't working and, you know, the economy was kind of in, in, in the can. And so what we had was, um, I think especially for, for, for folks who are just out of college, a lot of people who get normal jobs after school, they'll have like a cohort uh, or like a class like in finance or even in advertising uh-huh. um, or other industries. Whereas if you work in, if you work at a startup or you're trying to build a company, you don't have that same sort of peer net, peer group. Um, and so, so at the time, sorry. No, I was just going to say, so uh, is, I, I want to spend a more time on your company. Yeah, but Lean yeah. Startup Machine was basically an extension of that. Yeah, it was, it was, it started as a single weekend experiment where we were trying to have like a hackathon's great. Um, and we'd actually approached startup weekend about actually just having frequently having more startup weekends in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically were like, Hey, we don't know you guys. Uh, you know, you're welcome to go do your own thing. Uh, and so what was more interesting to us and part was really like, all right, well, it's cool to do a hackathon, but what would be more interesting is if it was more skills based because you know, you, you release a bunch of folks, um, and tell them to go build something in, in, in 48 hours. And, after a while, you do that a few times, the results continue 
continue to be sort of chaotic. Um, some great stuff might come out of it, but at the time, the idea was there has to be a better way. Like, what are the skills that we can learn so that we're not just spending a, 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 like a weekend um, trying, making the same mistakes over and over again? Is there a way for us or a process to sort of, sort of try to distill what are the skills and like things to focus on um, that in a more focused way, quite frankly. And so, that was when we came across Eric's stuff and that was just really resonated. And it seems Sorry. like, it seems like alchemy labs kind of spun out of that. Is that accurate? Yeah. Well, so alchemy, uh, I mean, it spun out in the sense that it was what I, it was my next, it was my next company. Um, I, I left lean startup machine. I think after about nine months, we went, we went separate ways. Um, well, as, was it making money house. when you left it? Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. how was it generating um, revenue? Just ticket sales? Ticket sales, yeah. It was it, it was one of those first experiences where it was four guys. We met at a startup weekend. Um, we didn't really know each other, and you know, we 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 were really excited and interested, interested and enthusiastic. Uh, we started Lean Startup Machine, um, and then you know, we were like, okay, this is great. We're friends, but you know, the per- we weren't necessarily great business partners. Like, we weren't wasn't a great match. And so for me, that was one of the first experiences where I was like, wow, something's actually working. Um, at least initially, perhaps a little bit in spite of ourselves. Um, and, and define working. Was, I mean, were you doing like 10 grand a month in ticket sales? What was the revenue? Yeah. If I recall, like, it's been a while. Um, but we got to a point, yeah, it was like 10 grand per weekend. Right. So if you did an event, um, and that's, that's not profit, that's just revenue. And a lot of the money, um, again, as I'm going off my, off my memory, but a lot of the money would, would go to, to pay for events. I'm sorry, the event space would get a little bit of stuff sp- uh, subsidized by sponsors. We didn't pay ourselves anything. Um, initially it was really focused on just like, we wanted to create an environment where it was like, we wanted, we were really the target market. <laughs> uh, we were like, we want to be an environment around people who really want to, who are curious and want to understand how to build businesses. Yep. Um, so let, let's move forward then into alchemy. So it looks like it's a, sure. what, a 12 week course for advanced kind of software engineering. How did you guys make money? Oh, uh, well, so Alchemy was collaboration software. Um, I don't, Alchemy was, uh, I don't know if we're in the same URL, but uh, yeah, it's Alchemy okay. I'm, I'm reading was, off Crunchbase. Okay. Yeah. Crunchbase. You, you can never really trust that stuff. <laughs> um, but Alchemy was collaboration software that, it, that professional organizations and like, companies used to try to connect people's requests internally with someone who has knowledge that might be able to help them. Uh, you could sort of think of it as at the time Yammer had just started. It was sort of like a Google group meets LinkedIn where what we would do was uh, once a week we'd email everyone in the organization saying, Hey, if you had one ask, if there was one thing you could ask the entire company for, what would that be? And our software was just a, a, an email that came the same time every week and it aggregated everyone's requests and then sent out a single email the next day that said that showed what everyone needed. It automatically incorporated like their LinkedIn information um, so that people would have like a, a, like a social context of who's making the request. And then if you could help someone, um, you can just respond in line in the email and your response was routed just to them. So there was no reply all. Mm hmm. Okay. And so how do you guys make money? How do people, how do people pay Alchemy? It was a SaaS subscription. So, um, professional organizations for YEC was one of our earliest customers, uh, Young Entrepreneur Council, um, co-working spaces like WeWork, they were an early customer. What, so what did WeWork, what did WeWork pay you on average in a month? Uh, early on it was 
So quite frankly, it originated in the labs. We work labs. And this is back when before we work was even big. So I'm not even, I think we had a letter of intent from them, but we ultimately didn't even charge them. They, co-working spaces ended up not even being our target market eventually. Uh, we were charging at the bottom end. We started at like a hundred bucks a month. Um, the, com- the comparison that we would often see was, you know, was it like Salesforce would charge like five to $10 per user per month. Uh-huh. We never got to a point where it was real that we could, uh, that we would be able to, quite frankly, we never found anyone. We didn't sell the enterprise level. We got into one enterprise and um, they, they would have done it for that much, but we didn't, we raised some money. Um, How much did you raise? We ended up, actually re- we ended up returning it all. <laughs> um, How much did you raise? Raise, God, uh, I should know this off the top of my head, but it's been so much has happened since then. I think we raised about, I want to say $60,000, but we didn't spend any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, and this was another sort of lesson was by the time we had, we had raised the money and I was a CEO of that company. Um, we realized that it's like this, we ha- we've gotten the money, but we were just like, we're like, we've been at this exhausted and we didn't think it was responsible for us to, we had, a, we had an acquisition offer and we we're like, this is better for the customer. It's better for us. We don't right now have the energy to, to, to build the company to where it needs to be. So, so. so ben, when, when that happened, what was, I mean, what was monthly revenue when that happened? Um, again, we're going off my memory. So I would say we're probably at, I want to say like 5,000 MRR. Okay. Maybe. Um, and what was yeah. the acquisition offer for? I mean, was it for like 50 grand, 60 grand? No. So it was actually one of those things where I basically lost money on it. I, I gave it to them. I was, I knew personally that I was just too exhausted. Mm-hmm. I would not be able to do a good job. And so we found a venture back company that, we felt would be able to take, continue to take care of the customers. We were a B2B product. So um, my perspective or our perspective, quite frankly, was we want these companies rely on our service in order to serve their communities. YC was using it as a way to connect all of their members. Um, You know, it felt like if there was a, uh, if we weren't going to sell for a bunch of money, quite frankly, the next best thing would be to at least have a good story coming out of it. And to take care of the people who had who had who had uh, um, taken that initial risk on, in working with us. So, what's tell us where you are now? So, you, you yeah. found a soft landing for Alchemy Labs. What's next? Yep, yep, yep. So, about a year ago, I connected with my now partner uh, Jordan Jordan Gall, and at the time, he had started sort of a side project. He had just sold an e-commerce store, and basically, he 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 looked at his experience running an actual e-commerce store that had physical products, and he was like. I want to build a software company because it's, you don't have to deal with fulfillment. You don't have to deal with a lot of, a lot of the sort of technicalities of, of, uh, of physical stuff. And he looked at all the tools he'd been paying for and was basically like the abandoned cart app that he was using made him a bunch of money every month. And it was quite frankly a, a piece of crap. And he was like, I bet I could do this really well. Well, it's a simple ROI. And so he actually, he, he uh, hustled and, and built together an initial sort of MVP, got paying customers. Um, I basically took a year uh, to sort of be really, spend time and like careful around what did I want to work on next? I had done a bunch of projects with different people and had a much clearer idea based off my past companies of what, who would compliment me well and, and, you know, quite frankly, who would I be a good match for from a skill set and just uh, uh, expertise. Um, and what really drew me to to Jordan was that he's a great marketer. Uh, he has hard marketing skills. And as a technical person, one of my biggest challenges and quite frankly, working and, and sort of identifying partners has been how do you, you know, how, how do you 
go about identifying how good someone is at business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that you can't look at their portfolio in the same sense that a, a designer, you can look at their design portfolio a programmer. You can look at products they've built um, and you can at least get a sense of, you know, their style or, or a sort of level of, of, of skill, a lot more, a lot more difficult to identify that with a technical, or I'm sorry, with a, with a business partner who's yeah. actually on the business side. Um, so, yeah. So help us. So where's card hook now? What does it do and why do people pay you? Sure. So the idea is that people spend a bunch of money on user acquisition. Uh, They're doing retargeting. They're sending, they're spending a lot of money driving people to the landing pages, but 70% of people who add some into a cart abandon. Um, it ranges, it ranges uh, by site, but that that's more or less the industry standard. Is that over seventy percent of all people who add a cart, add something to their shopping cart, abandon it. So our software basically takes the people who've begun to check out, um, who've added something to their cart, have begun to check out, and then stopped for whatever reason. We we send them an email uh, email campaign designed to get them to come back and complete the purchase. Got it. Okay. And so, what are they paying you? Is it, is it a monthly recurring model or what? Yeah. Yeah. So it's evolved. And quite frankly, we're still figuring it out. Um, the when I first joined, as I mentioned, Jordan had basically had a, had, had a couple customers. I think they were doing at the time they had a couple paying 500 bucks a month. Some people paying like, you know, 30 bucks a month. It was initially based off a percent of recurred of uh, recovered revenue. Um, we've gone back and forth on that. We went to like just a paid tier plan because the recurring revenue part, I'm sorry, the percentage of sales actually was tough for bigger companies to, they wanted to know how much they'd pay and they would, because they have like quotas and stuff. So it was a harder sell actually when we got to the point of doing a, doing it as a percentage of recovered revenue. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're still going back and forth. It seems to really depend on the market. Well, so help me understand where you guys are at now, like December, yeah. 2015, how many total paying customers are you guys at now? So we're somewhere around a hundred paying customers. Okay. And how much um, revenue do they make up? So, I mean, quite frankly, what I'll say is we're not, we're not profitable yet. We're close and we're, we're getting there. Well, that's okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot of business that are not profitable, but, but top line, sure. how much revenue do they make? Oh uh, God. So I can tell you, we shoot for, for, for an MRR of around 120 bucks a month. Okay. Um, that's, that's in our mind, sort of when we, when we do the economics, we you want to ARPU, that's, right? That's average revenue per user that you're aiming for is 120 correct. bucks each yeah, 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 yeah. per month. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you're looking at um, ideally hitting as a business about 12 grand in monthly recurring revenue. Yeah. Well, so again, without getting to, quite frankly, it's, it's so early with us. Like we're making money, not fast enough. We raised some friends and family money. Um, and we're at the point now, just, we've been trying a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to bullshit you, <laughs> uh, and around what, about our stage, we're making money and we're, you know, we're growing, um, and we're getting close to profitability. And that, that's ultimately for us right now, the Holy land. Yeah. Um, we've kind of cheated at, at, at bootstrapping where we raised a little bit of money. How much? To, uh, raised about, uh, let's say 300, okay. 300, um, and the purpose there was we didn't want to raise a bunch of money, but we wanted to have some money. My partner, he's, you know, he his, he's married, has two kids. Um, and so the focus was really on making, raising enough that we could do this really well. And then depending on what market we ultimately focus on, on or what segment, um, you know, we might raise more money specifically just to fuel, to fuel growth. Um, but we didn't want to go out and just raise a bunch of money, um, even though, you know, that, that, that is certainly one route. Mm-hmm. 
hey, look, makes good sense. And I appreciate the transparency and kind of where the business is at. Uh, I mean, uh, look, most companies, I mean, every company has to start out like this, right? So this is, this yeah. is valuable. And, and thank you for sharing. So, hey, Ben, before we get into my favorite part of the show, if people want to connect with you personally online, where can they do that? So it's uh, skinnyandbald.com or on Twitter, I'm skinnyandbald. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you have asked me, how do I get my site going so fast and so cheaply? Well, I use HostGator. Specifically, they've got 4,500 templates. They've got a free e-commerce plugin. And quite frankly, I blow the heck out of their support. 24-7 support, which I love. It's ideal for WordPress. Okay, they've got a free website builder. All right. Now, I worked out a great deal for you guys that you can grab right now and join jump in at hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. <laughs> are you skinny and are you bald? I'm kind of skinny. I'm kind of bald. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, hey, we're going to get to my favorite part of the show. You know what's next? Famous five. You got it, man. You're a listener, aren't you? You listen. Very All morning. <laughs> good. All right. First question. What's your favorite business book? So uh, it's actually, it's, a, it's not a business book, but it is. It's called Thinking in Systems, a primer by uh, Danella Meadows. And it's about symbolic systems, which is like sort of the top level of it. It's really about understanding the cause and effect between, um, you know, seemingly unrelated things. So within, within organization, it might be the effect that, um, you know, the amount of time people are spending in the office and the effect on productivity and how that ultimately affects some other element of your, of, of the, of the system. It's basically that he is looking at everything, every organization, everything as a system and understanding what the different levels levers are and what influences what, because oftentimes with any company, there's the thing that will have a disproportionate impact if you touch it or if you, you mess with it. And so early on, um, same is true with marketing early on. It's about identifying what's that one. What are those, what are those levers and, and what are the effects? Very cool. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? So, yes, I'm actually in Los Angeles right now. Uh, I live in New York, but every year, a few friends of mine, we, who also run companies, we, we basically go, we rent a house in LA for a month to, to hide from the snow. And so I've been spent, we spent a lot of time talking about our own challenges. It's basically a month long mastermind. Um, and so I've been learning a lot from a good friend of mine who runs today ticks. His name is Brian Fenty. And he's perhaps one of the most, like I've known him since college. What's we the business that, that he runs today? Today ticks. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and they've just had phenomenal growth. Uh, basically it's on, it's, on-demand theater tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, so similar to SeatGeek, but specifically in theater, um, they, they've been, you know, they've, they've grown, like, they're doing like gangbusters in New York. They've expanded to a bunch of cities. Um, and Brian's super, super thoughtful guy. Uh, probably would be a great, great match for you on the show, quite frankly. Great. Um, yeah, let, let's get him on. We'll get a link to all these guys in the books and the show notes yeah. uh, in episode, episode 203. If you guys want to grab those, just go look at the metadata attached to SoundCloud or Stitcher for the podcast. Okay, Ben, rapid fire here. Number three is our favorite online tool you have like Evernote. Yep. Duet display. It's a, it's an app that basically enables you to have a secondary monitor on an iPad. 
So I always need two monitors and I spend a lot of time traveling. And so I use it as a way to not have to have bias a complete another monitor. Very cool. Number changed my life. Good. Well, and we'll check into that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I might use that too. Number four, yes or no. Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? I try to, uh, I don't, but I try to get pretty close. And last question. How old are you now? I'm 30. Okay. Take us back 10 years, Ben. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? I mean, it's probably a tie between sleep more or <laughs> collaborate with more people and more projects. I think I'm an only child. And so I, I actually spent a lot of time um, with people and, and making friends and, and collaborating on projects. I just, I think that was, if I look back on what was most rewarding or, or effective in my own experience of it was just, I would have liked to have had even more experience of working with different types of people and, and seeing different approaches for, for, for work, for work. Well, top tribe. There you have it. Ben Fisher. He's had successes. He's had failures, but he's growing Cardhook very fast right now with his partner. They're sitting on a rocket ship. Ben, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me. You bet. Okay, top tribe. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday. If you guys liked Ben today, you'll love John Gillian from yesterday. John went from zero to 50K per month in under four months with his business, Roost. 